HR needs to lead this change. That's that's where we need to be. And we, we don't actually call it HR anymore. We call it people and culture because people aren't just a resource to us. They are our business. They are everything we do. And they should be at the forefront of that. When we look at change, and again, we could spend hours discussing how we do change management and we sit and we write these policies and these programs. We don't do that. I'm very lucky where I work. We're a really agile business. I have a leader that says, should we do this? Yes, let's try it right now. Let's see what works. There is some background work that goes on in looking at impacts on people, looking at how that change might impact and what it might do. But I think people actually like that, as long as it's not change for change's sake. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, one of my favorite topics, which is thinking about the HR of the future, and not only how the HR of the future will look like, but maybe more important than that is how we can start building that HR from today. And we're going to have that conversation with somebody who has been in the space of people, in the space of HR for a very long time, working on transformations, working on cultural transformation in innovation across multiple uh, industries and multiple businesses, global businesses. So I am really excited to have you with me in the podcast today, Emma. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm so happy to be here finally. Well, thank you so much. I am excited about our conversation and uh, you know, you are in Dubai and you recently changed. We were talking about this offline, by the way, for everybody who is listening or watching this podcast. We we're talking about uh, offline about how Dubai uh, 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 or the country, you know, uh, it, uh, it recently changed from Friday and Saturday as the weekend to now Saturday and Sunday and having Friday as a weekday, as a, as a work day. That's yeah. quite a change, right? Um, how? How do you equate that with the changes that happen uh, at work in the workplace? How, what were the positive things about the change? What were the things that were done right? What were the things that were that could have been done better? And I ask you this question because we're going through so much change in the workplace that maybe those massive national country scale changes can give us some good ideas. Yeah, I mean, actually, it, it has sort of happened overnight. It was almost like December. By the way, in January, we're going to a Saturday, <laughs> Sunday weekend. Now, that's a lot. It's a very big thing because it isn't as simple as, right, OK, everybody just doesn't come to work this Sunday. We, we move because you have to remember Friday is the holy day in the Middle yeah. East. And so it was going to be how do how do we suddenly manage that? So we had to move um, to Friday working. So it was prayer times for our Muslim colleagues. How do we how do we manage that effectively? How do we make sure that it's fair and equitable? So I think it was I did have a lot of conversations with a lot of other HR professionals who were saying, how do we do this? And my response was, as it always is, we just do it. We just <laughs> do it and we see what happens. Let's just test it. COVID has enabled us to think like that, hasn't it? it that's what yeah. changed. Suddenly, we didn't have to have these four hour meetings twice a week to make a change. We just went, right, we have to do this now much like we did with COVID in our business. We make this change, we do it now, and we see what happens. And I think that's what happened with the Saturday, Sunday working. We had to decide what was best for our consumers. So obviously we're a water business. We were, we're essential workers during the pandemic, but even now people still need water. So we just changed to having a different shift system so that people work Saturdays and Sundays. We could give the right people Fridays off. We've actually just recently changed it again so that Fridays are now our flexi working day. 
So remote working, people can work from home, makes it a bit easier and a bit nicer for people. So I think that it was, it's just, it's just made change so much easier yeah. That, yeah. that that time. But yes, it, it was difficult for people. And I, I know me, I've only been here 15 years. I haven't, I haven't grown up with this, but to suddenly not, you know, not be on holiday on a Friday, be at work, it was really quite difficult. Yeah. Like, this, this should be my day off. And Sundays now are like Sundays like they were before when I lived in the UK, which is really nice. <laughs> well, that, that, that is, um, I mean, so much, so much going on when you, uh, put forward changes at this scale and especially like you're saying uh overnight changes that sometimes happen you know what happens with the pandemic was literally an overnight change for most of us that were uh, absolutely not ready for anything like a global pandemic um and talking about the future of hr we know that part of that conversation is change management change management comes as top priority in all the uh, skills that hr needs um going forward right and, and i want to ask you how how do you think hr can be a great architect a great facilitator a great enabler a great calmer you know when people are <laughs> distressed <laughs> when change is happening at this scale and at this pace what what do you think the role yeah. of hr could be HR needs to lead this change. That's that's where we need to be. And we, we don't actually call it HR anymore. We call it people and culture because people aren't just a resource to us. They are our business. They are everything we do. And they should be at the forefront of that. When we look at change, and again, we could spend hours discussing how we do change management and we sit and we write these policies and these programs. We don't do that. I'm very lucky where I work. We're a really agile business. I have a leader that says, should we do this? Yes, let's try it right now. Let's see what works. There is some background work that goes on in looking at impacts on people, looking at how that change might impact and what it might do. But I think people actually like that, as long as it's not change for change's sake. Let's yeah. be very clear. Some yeah. people just, you know, oh, let's change this, let's change that, and let's have a policy about it. I'm a bit of a policy I don't really, I don't really like them. I don't really. The reason we've always had policies, especially in the people and culture space, is because one person broke a rule. And so now everybody must follow this rule. Yeah. Everybody must follow it. There's, there's this assumption that they were all going to do that, you know. And I'm like, no, let's not have that rule. Let's just tell that person that isn't how we operate as a business. We don't need that level of rules. Um, Let's just get on and do things together as a team, you know, and I just... I think for me, it's about having solid values as a business and knowing what you want from that change and making sure that meets your values. Um, being clear, being transparent. I think that's the other thing. People, if they hear about change on kind of the gossip line, rather than actually understanding why we're doing that change, when we are honest and talk to people, and I think, again, through COVID, we realised that we had to be that. that. That's who we needed to be much more honest much more transparent much more open I remember recording videos every week that were then sent on whatsapp to all our employees just telling them what was going on what our expectations were because that method of communication was the only way to be as transparent I mean we were lucky we were we didn't have to give salary cuts we didn't have to take benefits away from people we didn't have to release people because we were essential workers so but we were transparent to our people that we weren't going to do that yeah. because that was their biggest fear and I think that through any change transparency honesty and openness to a certain degree has to be the has to be the lead and and people and culture should be leading that that's where they should be that's what our skills should be that's what we're really good at you know you have leaders who 
might be operational, they might be technical. We are about people. That's the fundamental part of human resources. So we should drive that change and we should be leading it. I, I am. Thank you for sharing that. And I am actually jiggling a little bit because I, as you are explaining all of this, I am thinking, man, most change happen exactly in the opposite direction, which is people are kept in the dark. Uh, they are not told the truth about what's going on. Uh, sometimes change happens for the sake of change, uh, which is ridiculous because you spend all this energy, you deplete people. Uh, so I, I am hoping that we embrace more of that role of people and culture, like you're saying, with these principles of uh, analyzing the impact of change, making sure that change is aligned with the values of the organization that has a, a rationale of why it has to happen, um, that, it, that there's transparency and honesty throughout the process. So I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, Emma, let me ask you, besides talking about people and culture and change management, uh, what else do you think HR will be like unique going forward? And, and I want to frame this question in, 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 in this other perhaps way. One, one, one way in which I like to think about the work that I do in Hacking HR is legacy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hope that I still have many years ahead of me, uh, but you know, if I decide to retire from Hacking HR in a couple of years, what I keep thinking about is, what do I want people to remember me for? What do I want people to remember Hacking HR for? And it's yeah. the same thing that I think about HR. You know, in 10 years from now, when people look back at this moment, what would I want them to say HR did that made their lives better. So what is that HR that can create that wow. legacy? That's such an amazing question. <laughs> um, I was actually, I was talking to um, my mentor. I have, I have a mentor who used to be one of my old leaders and I was actually having breakfast with him and I was, he was talking and he's such, he's one of these people that tells you what you do really well. And it's, it's quite nice to hear sometimes that, you know, that reminder, we don't always hear that, especially in HR. And I think the legacy of HR has to be developing the future because People are coming into workspaces, um, they're coming into work, and especially now, people are going, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? What, what's the point of me doing this job? Um, and I think we as HR need to encourage the development of those people. And certainly one of the things I, I'm, we're working on at the moment is developing the future leaders of HR in this region mentoring oh, wow. those leaders coming in because they don't have that. You know, there's nobody to say, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Now, we've all got an opinion on what's right and wrong. Um, when we think about gone are the days of forced ranking and performance reviews and HR being there to tell you how you should be measuring your people. Right now, we're talking about inclusivity for everybody and making sure everybody's included. We're talking about coaching. We're, we're moving into that space daily. And I spent actually Friday, I did, or Saturday or Thursday last week, and I spent a couple of hours coaching and actually listening to our senior leadership team. And I haven't done that for such a long time because we've been so busy. And the power of that, when I saw the power of what HR was actually doing in the business, because of the legacy we are leaving, that we aren't the department any longer that just says no. We are no longer the department that does admin and especially here does visas, signs salary certificates, does all that stuff. We are the department that people genuinely come to to talk to and say, even if it's, I don't know what to do about this, can you help me? And whether we coach them, whether we mentor them or whether we counsel them through it, that's the role of HR. And that's how it's changed, especially through COVID. I think every person in HR saw that and that's what they had to help with. They, we changed our role dramatically then. And some people are still suffering from that now because, because it was a tough time. But I think the future of HR is all about 
developing those young leaders, developing and not just into HR positions, into our businesses, developing people who want to be part of that, you know, that inclusive culture that that, where they feel like they're valued. And it isn't just about money anymore. And you and I both know that we're seeing that in the great reset. I don't like to call it the great resignation. I think it's a reset. I think people are really challenging their own thoughts about what they want for the future. And I think HR should I'm sorry, HR people and culture should absolutely be doing everything they can to support that in the best way. And it isn't by writing policies. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I just see the change too. I think there's a lot of work ahead of us to, to make that change, um, not only sustainable, of course, but at the same time to make it uh, real across the board. I see there are some leaders and some companies that are spearheading this this global movement of, of, of movement of HR transformation. But of course, there's a lot of companies that are still uh, lagging behind. So uh, as we get ready to to wrap up our conversation, Emma, I, I want to ask you for those for those HR leaders that are in the journey to create that legacy or that are thinking, wow, I want something more out of this job that I do. I want to create more impact. What would you tell them uh, to, it could be uh, something that they need to learn or that they need to act on in order to get ready for that, in order to create that legacy or in order to begin traversing that journey of of transforming their HR functions and get it ready uh, for the future. Be brave. Mm. Be brave. Because you're going to have to probably, and we talk about a seat on the board and we talk all about, you know, HR having that seat. It's actually not about that because you can have a seat and still not be listened to. And sometimes you're going to have to come up against things which are very traditional and very leadership style, you know, and this is the way we've always done things. Be brave enough to say, this isn't now, and this is not what we are going to do. And remember, your whilst your goal is always to protect a company, actually, sometimes you are the people's voice, and yeah. that's what you should be. And you're going to have to use that bravery and that courage. You're not always going to be liked. Yeah. <laughs> We're not always here to be liked, doesn't it? It's not the nicest thing when you like to be liked. But be that person and be that person who does make that change and doesn't just accept that, well, this is the way we've always done things. So this is what we'll do. And it's going to take some courageous decisions. You might have to look at some team members and go, you're not quite a right fit for where we're going, but make the best of that for that person. Yeah. yeah. Help them, guide them. Some people you can coach, some people you can mentor, some you can counsel. Some people don't want to change and they might not be a right fit for your business, but make it the best. Don't make it, it should never be a bad process if you're having to have those conversations. And don't do yearly performance reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know. Don't get me started on that because we're going to spend hours talking about that one. But I love this idea of being brave and, and in fact, going back to what you mentioned about, you know, getting that seat at the table, which is an expression that I myself don't like. Um, And I don't like it because it feels like we have to ask permission for something. And I see it in the alternative way in which I say it is this. What I say HR is create so much value that nobody can ignore you anymore, that they will ask you, they will beg for you to be on that table. But for you to be able to do that, you have to create an amount of value that is visible, tangible for everybody else in the organization. That's the question that we should be asking ourselves. What kind of value can I add so that I am not ignored anywhere in any table in this organization? And that's different than just saying, let me get a seat at the table, right? Let me ask permission to be there. Exactly. And it's, and what, how, what are you bringing? And I think 
it's yeah like you say we can all sit there and but if we're not brave if we don't yeah. talk about the things that really yeah. need to happen in a business nothing will change yeah yeah exactly we're just uh we're just sitting there and 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 uh, just warming yeah. up a warming up a, a warming up a seat yeah emma yeah. thank you so much for sharing these insights with me and the community and uh, and i hope we have uh, we continue to have inspired to inspire uh, people in in the hack and share community so thank you so much absolutely thank you so much it was great to see you thank you likewise and thank you everybody stay tuned for the next episode of the hacking nature podcast thank you thank you thank you everybody for watching or listening to this podcast i hope you enjoyed the show please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the hacking hr community Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.